Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, friends. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Magic Universe with Sharona. And I'm so happy that you are joining me here today. Now, this little radio show is all about awakening and embracing your inner personal power and self-confidence, as well as shining your light and creating magic and miracles in all areas of your life. Just simply by using a little bit of help from your angels and guides and that divine and loving conscious energy of the magic universe, of which we are all each a part of. So, are you ready to live your magic? Are you ready to be who you really are? Then, you're going to want to join me during this hour. And I'm going to invite you to step into your power and awaken your true magic. So you're going to want to grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee and settle in because this is going to be a fun and magical hour. Um, I am Sharona Rapsick, and I am your radio host, and I am also a tarot master teacher, reader, and scholar, too. I'm also an angel Reiki master, a spiritual coach, and a teacher of the magical and intuitive arts. And as a manifestation coach, I use such tools as tarot and astrology to help you manifest the life of your dreams, uh, like me. And I want you to be following your dreams and manifesting. Uh, besides this radio show and my teaching, I am also an artist and designer and author. And right now, I am creating the soon-to-be-released, the Boho Pixie Tarot, which is dedicated to the life, art, and legacy of Miss Pamela Coleman-Smith. And I'm also the author of its little guidebook, The Little White Dog, where I share my revolutionary system for reading tarot, and I will have you interpreting tarot faster than you can say, well, Pixie. I am coming to you live from the Big Apple in New York City, where it is a kind of a gloomy, rainy day. Now, uh, to tell you a little bit about this radio show before we get started, it is a live call-in radio show where we talk about such topics as angels, crystals, energy healing, tarot, and oracle cards, astrology, synchronicity, you name it. But most importantly, we talk about how to raise your energy so that you have good, good, good high vibrations. And that way you will be able to create, generate, and attract more love and magic into your life. I also love introducing you to uh, great people in our tarot and metaphysical community. And today... We have a real special guest. I know you're going to love her. We have Jennifer Stiley. 
Now, just to let you know about Magic Universe, we are on the air always on the second and fourth Sunday of each and every month. Now, this is a live call-in show, so I will be taking some of your phone calls after uh, today's interview with our special guest. So if you would like a free mini-reading, an angel message or a little angel Reiki, uh, what you want to do is you want to call into 714-816-4628. Now, that will be to listen. If you want to be live on the air, what you're going to need to do is press the number one on your phone keypad, and that will flag you on the switchboard so I know that you want to want me to take your call, that you're just not in listening mode. And I just want to let you know that once you get in, don't hang up because I will be taking the phone calls in the order uh, that they come in. Now, um, we also have a chat room, and that is at tarotguild.com forward slash chat. And um, you can also go into there, and I'll be checking into the chat room to see if anyone has any comments and questions there. And remember that you can reach me all the time at Sharona at PsychicTalk.net. So if you have any ideas for radio shows that you want to listen to or you got any questions or if you'd like to come on the show, you can always email. Once again, you can email me at Sharona at PsychicTalkNet. Okay, so we are almost ready to get started rocking and rolling. But uh, before I start, um, I always like pull a card so that we have kind of a theme for today. And the card that I pulled is the lover's card, which is all about harmony in the world's spirit and life lessons. So it's kind of a perfect card for today. And whenever this card comes up, it um, means that um, you're going to expect to be thinking about matters of the heart, and you might also meet uh, new individuals or established relationships that you're already in might be progressing to a deeper level. Now, the ancient meaning of this card was sometimes called the choice. And so when it comes up, it says you uh, may need to make an important decision, but what you want to do is examine your decision really carefully and probe into not only your um, your mind but also your heart. Um, you want to take an action that um, is harmonious with your heart and what you personally believe. So we will begin. So I am so happy uh, that we can welcome our special guest today. Jennifer Stiley is the creator and author of three self-published tarot decks, including the successfully crowdfunded Tarot Disassembled, which is a 78-card tarot deck that deconstructs and reexamines the traditional writer Waite Smith Tarot. 
and it's really wonderful. You're definitely going to want to get this deck. Highly recommend it. Now, Jennifer has been a graphic designer for over 20 years, and she has been fascinated by tarot throughout her life. Uh, she's an avid deck collector and a self-proclaimed research nerd. Sounds like me. Mm -hmm. And she enjoys the process of taking a deep dive into any subject that holds her interest and dissecting the layers of meaning within a single symbol holds a particular fascination for her. Uh, and for her, the common thread between uh, graphic design and tarot is the language of symbolism. So I want you all to welcome our special guest, Jennifer Stiley. Welcome, Jennifer. So happy to have you here. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much, Sharona. I'm so excited to get to chat with you. Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to there's so much that um, that we can get into and, and, and talk about because we both love tarot and we both love design and symbolism. And I know that our audience is going to be really um, interested in those topics. But I do always start off, since this show is about love and magic, and I always ask my guests, Jennifer, how do you bring love and magic into your life? Um, that's, I love that question, by the way. <laughs> I think that's such a beautiful, beautifully put question. Um, I think the way I bring love and magic into my life, um, I, find, I try really hard to stay very curious and very, um, I, don't, I don't know that childlike is the right word, but kind of naive in the world, like very open to all the little surprises that you find in nature, in the world, the way people surprise you. I, I like to stay very open and curious because I feel like that keeps my heart very open. And um, so to me, magic is very much at least the way that I experience it is very much rooted in all the little tiny bits of happenings and synchronicities that happen and when you're really kind of paying attention to the world around you. And definitely there's a sense of symbolism there. I feel like my guides definitely talk to me in little everyday symbols, whether it's on a billboard or whether it's in nature or, you know, something I spot out of the corner of my eye. And I feel like that, you know, looking for those little things and experiencing them, it, it definitely just makes me, it brings me joy. And I feel like it kind of spills over into the way I just just have my heart open, if that makes sense. I don't, does that? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm explaining yeah. that right, but that's kind of I feel like how I experience the world as a as, as a magical, you know, special place. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's something that uh, many of us do as children, and and we get away from that. But that whole thing about being totally in the moment and seeing everything as it's happening in the now and yes. that we are, you know, you can talk to it and it responds to you. You know, it's, it's conscious. Right. And, right. and yeah. you know, you know, so many people, they're like, 
<laughs> they're so busy thinking about what they're going to have for dinner, you know, in two hours <laughs> that they're not seeing the magic that's happening around them. And exactly. The ma- you know, yeah. And, and it's kind of like uh, the magic part is I, I know sometimes I wonder if, you know, where I, you know, am I, am I creating some of what I'm seeing or is it creating me? It's like, a, yeah. you know, you're part of like this thing, this vibration where we're creating our reality, but this reality and consciousness is creating us back. Right. And it's, you know, it's exactly. such a fun thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a yeah. um, I had a little catch up with a friend last night. Um I have a friend who lives about an hour away from me, so we uh sometimes every once in a while once or twice a year we'll do like a little overnight at a an Airbnb just to have a good long catch up when we haven't gotten to see each other in a while. And so last night I was actually at this Airbnb um about 45 minutes from me. And we woke up this morning and had coffee on the patio and we were just chatting and all of a sudden we hear this little rustling in the grass right off the edge of the patio. And she's like me. She's very, like, tuned into nature. So we both kind of just stopped dead in our conversation. We're like, what is that? What is it? And so we kind of sneak over to the edge, and we're peeking over, and we're thinking maybe it's a critter like a mouse or something. And we keep watching the grass, you know, wiggle, wiggle, but we see that we don't see an animal. And then all of a sudden this giant shoot of, like, 20 blades of grass just gets sucked underground. And we are both like, oh, it's a mole. And then this little tiny face, little nose poked up and looked at us and then ran back under into its hole. And we were both just like giddy from that experience. Like, we're, like we were like little kids that had never seen a, another creature. Besides, we were just so over the moon, like, oh, my gosh, like just tickled watching that. And it was magical. You know, we both were just caught up in that moment and so happy. Yeah, it's uh... – Life is magical, and it and it and it's so much fun when you get into you know that that energy. I, you know that if you know if I if there was one thing that I could teach the world, it would be like stay present and see the wondrous. You know what a wonderful thing. Even even when things aren't even you know going so well, you might say I always say thank you. I needed that information. Yes. <laughs> the other day I was like walking down the street and I yeah. tripped and then I turned around and I looked, oh, okay, I tripped over the sidewalk, but thank you. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I didn't fall on my butt Especially. and that was kind of, yeah. <laughs> everything is like, you know, a gift, you know, it's like, you know, whoa. Yeah. Well, and especially when things aren't going well, I feel like that's almost when it's even more important to embrace all the little tiny things and be aware of like, oh, look at this little gift I just found. You know, it may be I found this pretty leaf on this walk, you know, that I'm on. But it, but it was special and it was meant something and it caught my eye and it brought me just a moment of, you know, joy in my heart. So especially when things aren't going well, it's, it's even more important to kind of, you know, kind of sink into that practice, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, love and magic are very real. And what I love about it is when you go into that space, you know, we talk a lot about raising your vibration and mm-hmm. keeping it light and high and everything starts to shimmer 
you start to shimmer, you start mm-hmm. to shine, and you start to create. And, uh, you know, you're, we're both designers, so, you know, we're very much into creation. But we, everyone yes. is a designer. <laughs> I always laugh at people and they go, oh, you're a designer, or, you know. That's how I always wanted to do that. And I said, well, you're a designer, too, whether you know it or not. <laughs> We're yeah, all, you know, I'm so just true. kind of doing it. <laughs> but, you know, we're all designing and we're all designing and creating the masterpiece and the, what do you want to call it, a painting or a book of who we are, that, you know, we have, um, we have that power to do it. So, and, Definitely. you know, we're creating it every moment. So uh, tell me a little about, your your tarot and your spiritual journey and then we can talk about how you want to see it how it's evolving and and how you'd like to see it evolve yes um so for me um i discovered tarot when i was in college back in the 90s the early 90s and i um it it was kind of funny because i i le- i grew up in mostly in louisiana and I went to college at um, Louisiana State University. And these areas at the time, at least at that, at that time, were not very, at least not in my past, there wasn't a lot of, uh, I didn't really know what tarot was. I didn't have it in my exposure. I didn't, uh, there weren't like all, all these wonderful metaphysical shops they have nowadays in most, almost any major city. There weren't, those didn't really seem to exist, at least not, you know, to the degree they do now. So, I just didn't have a lot of exposure to those kind of things, but I love what I guess at the time they call everything new age. You know, I don't know if we even still use that term, but new age. I loved anything that came across my path that seemed like a new age topic. And I happened to find this, um, it was a book of the month club, which was very similar to those old CD of the month clubs that they used to do where they'd send you, mail you out a CD. And if you didn't like it, you'd have to mail it back, but then you could also buy some cheap ones from the catalog. So it was very similar to that, but it was a book of the month club, but it was all new age topics. And one, one month they sent me a tarot deck. And I I think it was, I don't even know if I still have the original one that I first got. Uh, I know it was based on a Rider Waite Smith model, but it was, I think it was one of, um, uh, Monty Farber and Amy Zerner's decks because they had, you know, were so prolific in making all the decks and still do, you know, they're so amazing. And oh, I amazing. remember opening it. Yes, they're amazing and so prolific in what they create. And I remember opening it and just being like, what is this? <laughs> it instantly spoke to me somewhere in my core. And I was like, okay, what is this? And that was probably the first moment I got hooked and started kind of even having that in my awareness to where I really wanted to start learning more and I wanted to seek out other decks. And it was a slow process for me at first because, again, I didn't really have a sense of community around tarot. Like there's such beautiful outlets nowadays like, like you know, the Tarot Guild and all these different kind of resources and communities around tarot for learning and exploring. And I just didn't have access to anything like that or, or know of anything like that. So it was really just me in my little tiny college apartment kind of trying to figure things out and learn more. And <laughs> it kind of slowly developed from there. And then my friends kind of started to gleam on to, oh, she's got this deck. And I think I've heard of Tara. I've seen it in movies. And they'd be like, oh, will you give me a reading? And I'm like, I'll try. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like I knew what I was doing, but I would just kind of have fun with it and give them a reading. And uh, it all just kind of started uh, exponentially growing from there. And that love was 
that love for tarot was pretty much solidified from the moment I opened that first deck and was like, what is this magic? I need to, I need to understand more. <laughs> that was yeah, it's Yeah. Well, you know, tarot is such a, an amazing vehicle. Like we were talking earlier before we went on the air about it's kind of like you, you carry, you, here's this little thing. You can carry it in your pocket uh, with 78 cards, but it's like carrying a book around with you that every time you uh-huh. shuffle it, you get a different story. And it's also like carrying a little art gallery around in your, your pocket that every time you shuffle it, it's like you're going into a different gallery in the museum and you're seeing something totally new the first time that you look at it. And I've been, you know, I've been into tarot for, oh, I I think 30 years. And one of the things that never ceases to amaze me is I can take the same deck and shuffle it and look at a card and it's like, almost like I see something that I haven't seen before because it's different. I, you know, it's right. like, well, the card didn't change, but I'm different. I'm, I, it, you know, it is just the, the most amazing play thing or yeah. learning <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. And it, right. And you can fit it all in your pocket and you can, um, you know, uh, have so much fun with it and do so many cool things with it. Right. And I love your analogy about it's like carrying around a little, like a book that where the story changes every time you, you know, you do a a draw or like carrying around a little art gallery. I love those analogies. Those are so, such a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. Well, for those I'm sure most of the people that are listening in, they're familiar with tarot, but we usually have someone who isn't. Um, you know, what what is tarot? And, and um, you know, one, it's like a, it's a piece of card, little cardboard cards with colors and pictures on it. But it it's, has pictures that that are symbols. You know, it's not, you know, that you can look at it and it communicates with us. And it's no matter what language, what I think is really cool about uh, tarot cards is you don't, whatever language you speak, you can still understand tarot because you're, you're, you're looking at, at images and colors and, and symbols and, and numbers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, how would you... How do you explain what tarot is? I feel like tarot, I feel like it taps into that, you know, like what what Carl Jung described as like the collective unconscious. I feel like it taps into something that's deep, that is part of the human psyche and experience that, like you said, it, it bridges across any culture, ethnicity. It goes back to like a deeper root of our humanity just these symbols we understand intuitively some of these symbols at a very core level i feel like in our in our dna almost 
And so I feel like tarot is such a universal uh, storyteller. And, it, you know, it, it uses things like archetypes. And I, I it's, I don't know, I, I start talking about it and I feel like I'm just rambling like a little kid. But it's, it, it really, to me, goes back to something like deeper and older than any culture or recent modern, you know, invention. It's very much rooted in our core of who we all are as humans almost in our human experience yeah well your deck we got to really talk about well i know that you've done three decks but the deck that uh we're going to be talking about and that i'm the most familiar with is your new deck and it's very very unique and um it's different from you know most most decks, I mean, most people are familiar with the, uh, the, the Wade Smith deck or, you know, they usually have people on it, you know, like people and they're doing, and they're, and they're doing stuff. And, but there's right. also these symbols. And what I love about your deck is, <laughs> it's funny, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to be a part if, 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 uh, other creatures read who aren't human, they can get this deck because it's the bare symbols. It's like, you know, almost like making a cake. You have your ingredients. So you're putting on the card the ingredients for making the concept of this card. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> so maybe you can describe, I mean, I know that you had uh, an interesting way that you, you had mentioned that you, in previous uh you know, interviews that I've heard or read about you that uh, how you came up with this idea of, you know, taking taking a a card that we were all familiar with and just breaking it down into the the raw ingredients, the, the gears and the mechanism. And maybe I, I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah, um, I and I know you, I think I'm pretty sure you have heard this story, but just to share it with the rest of the audience, I my son, uh, who's 11 now, has always been um, just a really, really big on deconstructing and taking things apart. Like from the time he was a toddler, we would give him a toy. If it was a toy car, somehow the next day it would be all the parts of that toy car laid out. The wheels would be taken off, the little toy axle, the little, like all the little pieces would be disassembled. And um, my husband is a software programmer and always has all these spare computer parts around. And so from the, from the time our son was little, he would also kind of, you know, cater to that way of learning since my son seemed nat- like naturally like to learn that way by if they had a, he had an old defunct computer part that he didn't need anymore, they would take basically apply some, you know, like a, a hammer and some, um, a screwdriver to taking this thing apart and seeing the inside workings and what, you know, what all the pieces were so that Emmett could learn that way. And I, so he's always been that way. And one day I was giving him lunch and I had made him a sandwich and just like he does with his toys, he has to take his food completely apart. <laughs> so he had the bread laid out and the ham laid out and the cheese laid out and all the little pieces kind of laid out that he was kind of, you know, separating and looking at. And I, I don't know, it was just a funny little light bulb moment. And, you know, definitely my brain goes to all things tarot in general. Like I liken anything in the world to like, oh, I wonder what that would, how that would apply to tarot. 
And in that moment, I was like, oh, I wonder how that would apply to tarot if you took things apart, you know, and that idea of learning from taking things apart. So that was honestly my inspiration for it was my son and his funny, funny way of doing that. <laughs> that that's so, um, I, I love that, you know, and it's like you're, you know, I, um, your deck has inspired me to uh, create, you know, with my, when I teach tarot with my students of saying, okay, describe this card, but break it down into the most, you know, fundamental, you know, ingredients that are there. So I think it might be fun. Let's pick a card and deconstruct it. You know, like I, how, you know, how, how you did that and see um, if, you know, it, it's, it's amazing how from that you can get a meaning and you can even figure out a card. So it might be a fun exercise if you just pick one of your cards and describe the ingredients, the atoms, the molecules, the components, sure, put it all yeah. together. And let's see if we can uh, guess which one, it, if I can guess which card it is. Okay, great. Yes, that sounds fun. Um, I'm going to shuffle lightly just to make sure I'm kind of getting a nice random draw to see. I feel like it'll be the one that's meant for us. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, I'm going to pull one right now. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. All right. I've got. I've got one that has. Um, I'm going to see. I'm going to start with the less obvious things on here. I've got one that has. And I, know, I feel like you'll know, I know you'll know it as soon as I mention like one of the main symbols, but I, I guess we'll, uh, so maybe I'll start with like the most mundane. I've got some water, I've got some fire, I've got some laurel, I've got some rose, and then I've got a lion, that's a winged lion, and I've got a caduceus, you know, the, the medical staff with the snakes winding around it, and I've got uh, and I, I feel like you're probably already like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I've got a cup, possibly more than one cup. And I've mm-hmm. got on my card, I've got a little icon that represents a stage to indicate it was one of the ones that Pamela Coleman Smith treated differently and to look more like a little bit of a stage scene. Well, I mean, well, I think it's fun to even get into there's colors and there's numbers there. So we've got we've got a cup and a stage and when you think of a cup and a stage, uh you think of an event or something happening, right? Yes, yeah. And and a caduceus, well, something that's, that's healing and good. And I'm getting, I'm getting really, really a good feeling about that card. Right. And then the fire and the water kind of representing, you know, dual elements that can both serve us in different ways. Yeah, that whole, you know, bringing together of opposites 
you know, be it, you know, opposite people or, right. you know, op- or, um, you know, opposite, you know, just two things that were separate, but now they're, they're finding a way to unite and celebrate as a union, but also stay true to uh, who and what they are. And right. I love that you said that there's like a, there's like a, there's a stage and, um, and then I think you said there's water and, and, you know, water is healing and, and nourishing. So, um, I am getting, I'm getting the number two. Yeah. You know, that, that there, you know, this whole thing of the, the opposites. So could it be the, uh, the two of cups? It is. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, figured, I figured you would know definitely from the caduceus. To me, when the caduceus stands out in almost any rider weight deck, that's typically one you kind of can, that's a little different than any of the other symbols. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's fun. I like the way you broke it down. That's really a fun exercise with that to really, really think about them, how those symbols come together for their, and what they mean together. I love that. Yeah, that's so much. It's so much what I like about your deck and how it works is it, you know, often, you know, tarot readers, they they start memorizing, <laughs> you know, they pick up a book and they memorize the, the thing in the book that it said about the Two of Cups, you know, that this exactly. means, you yeah. know, you know, uh, you know, a celebration of love. But it's actually more than that. You know, it's a celebration of a union, you know, between opposites and, but yet opposites that they're opposites, but they also are, it's a balance there. You know, it's not where uh, it's a celebration of just purely for celebrating. It's a celebration of that, that two unique things have come together and are, are working together. So it just enhances right. your reading when you start breaking it into those symbols. I love it. I love that. And, um, you know, you know what you did and, you know, uh, what your deck is all about. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And um, I always like to, um, you know, I love your, your spiritual uh, journey that you're on. Uh, you know, since we're creating, we're in the moment, we're following what's in the moment, but, you know, we are thinking about in our heart, where, where, do, you, where do you see this journey leading you? What can we um, expect to see uh, things evolving with you? I think, um, I, I feel like having had the opportunity to create this deck, and the, and the other small ones that I've done, which were not tarot-based, but were just kind of oracle decks, but that I feel like it's, I've really, on a personal level, I'm really stepping into, you know, when you feel like you stepped onto the right path and you feel like, okay, this is my path. Like, it, you know, it's not that you were in the wrong path before because we learn from every, every path on our life, but when you really find the one that feels like this, this is the one that's truly my my path. 
that's where I feel like I've, I've started on. And I, quite honestly, as far as any aspirations and goals, if I could just be, if I could just create decks and, <laughs> and play with all these ideas, these different ideas, and, and, and that would actually speak to people on a spiritual level and be a tool for people. If I could just create and continue to create things for years to come, that would be the end-all be-all for me. So I, I, that's not necessarily any big end-game goal, but it's, I just really want to keep creating. And, keep, and Dex is right now where it's at for me because I, there's so much more to play with with symbolism and, um, and ideas and families of ideas, which a deck to me – one of the things I love about designing a deck, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this as a designer, is it's not just, okay, you have a single piece on a canvas that's a work of art, which is amazing, but that's not how my mind personally works, which is why I went into graphic design because I needed almost like a creative outlet that had this very particular visual uh, story to tell. And with a deck, it's a whole family of ideas that kind of are kind of cohesive. And so to me, the structure of a deck is what gets me excited. So it's, you're creating the art, but you're also creating a structure and a family of concepts or symbols or ideas that are going to basically work together as a tool. So anyway, that's just me nerding out about my love for decks in general. <laughs> but, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of aspiration-wise, that's kind of, and future, looking future forward, I would just love the opportunity to continue to be able to create. And, and if, if they speak to people, even a few people, like there's going to be some decks that, you know, maybe don't speak so universally to everyone. That's okay. That's totally fine. But if it actually, if it affects even just one or two people and, and helps them on their journey, that just makes my heart feel just amazing that I could even have any part in somebody's spiritual journey, you know, even if just a few people. So that that would be the end all be all to me if I could just continue that kind of that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, will you, one thing that we talk about on this show is if you say it, it happens. Your word. Right. Um, it, we're, we're creating with, with the, um, with our words and with our symbols. So, you know, putting out there yes. what you want to see happen with your words and perhaps even more powerfully with symbols. It um, yes. kind of like creates a, a magical elixir that, um, that manifests. Now, besides art uh, work and, and design, do you, uh, do you use tarot to work with clients or do you use it purely for like a, a personal meditation? Uh, tell me how you um, you work with the, the decks that you create and other decks that are out there. Uh, yes. Um, I, I actually, so I am not technically a, or at least I don't cl- classify myself as one. I'm not a professional tarot reader. Um, I, I definitely have, infinite passion for tarot itself as a practice and have my own personal practice, but I um, don't really per se, like, you know, actually have clients that I service um, doing tarot readings. That might be something in the future I would like to get into more, but um, right now it's a very personal practice for me. So 
for me, it's uh, and I like I mentioned before, I'm a I'm an avid deck collector too. So um, I have honestly probably way too many decks right now because I <laughs> am realizing all the time that I have these sad little forgotten ones and then shoved to the back of the shelves that I forget because when you have so many, you forget what all you have to choose from. But I I definitely like to play with my decks a lot. I like to you know try to start the day even sometimes with just a really simple one card pull. I like to ask questions to my decks. Um, I like to play with my decks, like pairing decks up. So I like to have like a tarot deck work with an Oracle deck. Um, So if I find a spread that I like that somebody created, I might, you know, do a tarot card and an Oracle card in every spot on that spread. Um, So I just, yeah, to me, it's a lot about the play and the dialogue between those decks and kind of what you can glean from them for yourself. So it's, it's, you know, to me, it's just an infinitely valuable self-growth tool um, that anyone could benefit from working with even just a single deck or, you know, anything they feel called to. Um, so as far as how I, that's my personal practice, um, I did, the first deck I ever created was more of an Oracle deck that was based on botanical um, essences like plants. And I did actually for a short time after I created that deck, um, give readings in a small little shop down the street that I really liked, um, which I really, really enjoyed. But I, I only did that because I felt like since I had created the deck, I felt truly confident that I knew those cards backwards and forwards and the energy of them so I could give a good reading from something I created. And I've always been a little trepidatious about bridging into being like a true, like a paid tarot reader only because I feel like I, I have so much respect for people who have, you know, really devoted a large portion of their life to this and have such a deep understanding of, of the tarot. And I feel like I always am a little bit like, well, I, I don't want to ever oversell myself or like what my understanding is. And to me, I'm always learning something new. So I guess all that being said, I feel like I definitely have enough knowledge. I probably could give, you know, more professional readings, but as of right you now, can. I don't. It's just oh, really a goodness. personal practice. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, anyone who can create a deck, I mean, they, they, they know not only that deck, but, you know, because they've studied other decks, they um, they understand that too. But yeah, you know, and I always laugh when you know I do do readings. It's not just me reading it; it's the the person that you're with. So it's not, you know, uh, reading doesn't necessarily when you read for someone. It doesn't have to be a thing where the people you're reading for is a passive participant in it. It's um, because because even if you're like talking on the phone with someone and you're using words, it's kind of like I often wonder, okay, I I said the word dog to this person, but I wonder what dog they're seeing in that when I when I see dog, I might see a poodle, but they might be seeing a a cocker spaniel. Like, but we're we're writing out these, you know, so and but if you're doing a reading for someone and they're getting a cocker spaniel, then that's that's the one that's coming to them. You know, I'm getting the poodle. Exactly. The poodle's going to help me. <laughs> the yeah. cocker spaniel is going to help the other person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and the short time that I did give kind of some professional readings with the other deck that I had created, it, I, I think I always, this is just my own probably personal thing. I, you know, you were mentioning at the beginning of the show kind of how, you encourage like the the stepping into people's power and confidence of themselves and stuff as part of this magic and 
Uh, I loved I loved everything you were describing as far as just even the basis of this show. And I think for me, I, there was a little bit of a lack of confidence because I, I was like, well, I'm not, I don't necessarily consider myself a psychic. And for, you know, although I feel like I've learned enough to know that we all have a little bad ability to tap into our intuition and our higher, you know, our higher knowledge. Uh, and I do know that, but it, somehow I always feel a little bit like, well, I, I don't know that I'm the most gifted psychic per se. I'm a lot more logical. But when, when I did that little stint giving readings, what I found was I learned more and more to trust the messages. I don't even know that they come from me. They, it's, it's the way those synchronicities line up. But the cards that come out will be exactly what that person's meant to get. And even the things that you say that you're getting little hits on, like, well, this makes me think of this for you. Is that, you know, and you kind of bring up something and then, and they're like, yes, that really resonates. And it, you realize it's, it's almost like you're getting these little divine moments where your guides or uh, a higher, a higher power is basically kind of giving you a little bit of those prompts and it's, you can trust it. You can trust what's coming through. You can trust the cards that come up and know they're always the ones that are meant to come up for whoever's getting the reading. And the more I learned to step into that and trust that it was, it was a really beautiful experience to be able to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the, the uh, tarot is pretty amazing. It really is. It so, is, yeah. um, so we can, I guess one of the things we can expect to see from you in the future, um, do you have some more decks that are in work? What are, um, that you can share with us? What are you, what are you going to be working on in the coming months uh yes i do i have um i technically have three that are in the works two of them are have honestly been in the works since before i began tarot disassembled and they're just tarot disassembled shoved its way forward and said i need to be made right now let's get this going (laughs) so it had its own life and its own energy and the other two that i kind of put aside i feel like the ideas are still ones that i definitely need to finish and pursue but i haven't been able to find the right aesthetic that I like for them as a designer. I'm sure you can definitely appreciate that. I can't quite seem to find the vibe that I like for what they need to look like. I have the idea as a solid foundation for two, but the other one that now I feel like, again, it's kind of pushing its way to the forefront. It's the one that's a little bit more pushy. Hey, let's get this made. Let me, let's, I want, I need to come into the world is because I feel like Tara disassembled still, there's still more to explore there. I've started a deck that will be, kind of a crossover of tarot and oracle and it's taking all these individual symbols now that I've broken out in the tarot that are from you know the traditional Rider Waite Smith tarot that will have their own cards so for example there'll be a card for um, the lily there'll be a card for um, the lion there'll be so there'll be individual symbol cards that are from the symbol symbology of the tarot and I, I guess my feeling is that because like I was saying, I like to work in tandem with like an oracle and a tarot deck um, or work with an oracle deck as a clarifier for, a, you know, for a certain card. If there's a card where I'm like, I'm really not sure what that's supposed to mean in that position. If I pull an oracle card, I feel like it clarifies some things for me. So I feel like it could be really beneficial to work in tandem with any tarot deck or even work on its own as an oracle deck. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Kind of, it's almost like a sister deck to the tarot disassembled, essentially. So that's the biggest one that's pushing its way forward. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Now, where can oh, our listeners follow you? Where, um, where can they um, learn more about what you do and follow you? Your website, your 
Instagram. Sure, yeah. Tell us more. Uh, yes, pretty much um, any and all places they can find me at Ferocious Inc., uh, which is just no extra characters, no extra special spellings, just Ferocious Inc., I-N-K. And that's on Instagram, that's Facebook, that's I have a website, www.ferociousinc.com, uh, which honestly right now I'm trying to build into a little bit bigger site. I'm a little behind on that, so it really just goes to my Etsy shop right now. But um, but as eventually I ha- it's a placeholder for a, hopefully a more, you know, filled out <laughs> site. But I'm most prevalent on Instagram, um, but I definitely pop over to Facebook sometimes too. I've tried the TikTok world. I don't really fully understand it, so I <laughs> They can find me on TikTok, but I don't really, I'm not sure what I'm doing over there yet. So, but it's all ferocious ink. Awesome. They can also find you under Jennifer uh, Stidley, too, right? I think they, you can, if you, yes. If you type in, um, you can type that in. And also, I almost forgot, um, if any of you get the newsletter, and you should get the newsletter if you're into tarot from the tarot school that uh, Jennifer Stiley is featured in, um, you know, the, the reader that um, I have a little column in there called Meet the Reader, and you can also uh, learn more there by going to uh, the, uh, the Tarot School and then just signing up for yes. their newsletter. So you're all over the place. And then, of course, yeah. then we have the Tarot Guild, which we're you're there and so um right. you know folks you're definitely going to want to follow jennifer and uh Thank you. yeah now i know that you said that you don't um you know you don't use the word reader but we all are readers well probably i see we have some people that have called in for little mini readings so i'd love to have you uh stay on after I uh, do the bottom of the hour where I go over the upcoming shows. So are you game for doing some readings in, the, in, I in would, five minutes? Yes. I would absolutely love that. Yes, that would be so awesome. much fun. Okay, so we're going to have some fun. But first, I need to tell you what's coming up on the uh, Psychic Talk radio network in the coming days. So... What's kind of cool right now, all of our shows are coming on at 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, or whatever that translates to wherever you are. And, of course, everything is going to be taped. So if you can't, if you can't make it live, you can certainly find it on YouTube and all of those different channels. But for live shows, we have a live show that's going to be coming up on Friday, September 16th, and that's the... Uh, Spiritual Guidance Radio with uh, Angel Channel, Catherine Hahn. And the next Saturday, September the 17th, we have Tarot Today Live with hosts Mary Brown and Dax Carlisle. And as I said, every you know, they're going to be brought, broadcasting on Blog Talk, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, logged in, so you got to... <laughs> You're, you're going to be listening into that one because you're wherever you go, there they are. And uh, then on Sunday, uh, September 18th, we have uh, Angels, Spirit Guides, and Divine Timing at, with the Angelic View with Maria G. Moss. That's uh, coming up. 
And then I will be back in two weeks. I'll be on on Sunday, September the 25th, uh, once again with Magic Universe with Sharona. And my special guest is Avril uh, Red. I, I'm hopefully I'm saying her name. I got to get this name, uh, Bren, Brennick. And um, we'll be talking more tarot. Okay, so uh, I see some people are lined up. They want to. They want us to take their calls. So, are you ready, Jennifer, for some fun on the air? Are you ready? I am. I am. Okay. Okay, so this caller has been waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, area code three three zero. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hi. Hello? Hi, my name is Ashley. Hello. Yes, Hi, I didn't hear the first name. Ashley, okay. And where are you calling mm-hmm. from? Michigan. Where are you calling from? Michigan. Awesome. I hope you're enjoying the show today. And, yes, very uh, Awesome. So uh, what can we do for you today? What would you, uh, you're live on the air. I would like to know if a friend is going to turn into a relationship. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure I got that clear. You want to know if a friend is going to say that again? Turn into more of a love relationship. Okay. That's better. I'm getting, that gives me something to work with. So I am just going to shuffle some cards. I'm going to, and I know that Jennifer's, um, Shuffling some cards. I did. Yeah, I've got. I've already um, got this card in my hand. <laughs> okay, you want to go first, Jennifer? Since you're the sure. Um, so, um, so I pulled for you the Eight of Wands, and um, the Eight of Wands has a lot of movement to it. Um, it actually traditionally it looks like. Uh, eight wands, eight wooden wands kind of flying through the air. So there's this, there's this momentum and action that's happening. Um, and uh, it's, it's definitely got this sense of forward movement. And there's also, in my, in my particular deck, there's also a symbol of a home in it. So uh, there's green landscape, there's a home, there's a little bit of water. So my feeling around this is that um, I do actually feel like this uh, this relationship could be turned into more uh, of a kind of love romantic kind of relationship. Um, there's a lot of the green landscape that really kind of indicates a lot of growth in this relationship. Um, the trajectory of these wands makes me feel like there's this forward movement where things are really shifting and action is happening towards a different future with this. And uh, the home symbol, I mean, that really almost kind of drives it home for me. There's a sense of comfort and love and security with this relationship that feels very safe and very loving. Um, so I, it feels like a very good energy to me. I will say, though, that when I pulled the card, it was reversed. And all that really felt like to me was that it's, I feel like this is going to happen, but I feel like it's still going to take a little time before it shifts into that more 
uh, love relationship from friendship. I feel like it's not going to be like overnight or next week. I feel like it's going to just take a little time, the pace of it, to get to that. But it's heading in that direction, if that makes sense. That's how it, what it feels like to me. Yes, thank you. It is taking You're a long welcome. time. <laughs> so, <it's> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what I'm getting to is I pulled the card that I pulled, if, um, for, if you're familiar with the uh, tarot deck, I pulled the Eight of Cups. And what the card depicts is that it's more about you than the other person, that you know what you're looking for. This is a moment in time when you know that what, uh, what it is in your heart that you're longing for and you're going off to look for it. So it's more readiness on your part, not necessarily uh, this other person. This other person may be the person, but you're definitely going to, you know what you want and you're, you're going after it and you're, you know, you're ready to uh, make the changes uh, to bring uh, this, this new uh, relationship into your life. So it's really about really tapping into your to your inner power and, and getting ready um, to embrace, you know, this, this love and this passion, you know, not only with another person, but with yourself. And now is the time. You're in the flow. Thank you so and, much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to call back again and let us know what's happening but yeah i i mean it it's it's good stuff you're on your way you know you're ready awesome that's wonderful thank you thank you you're welcome welcome. i'm gonna put you back so you can listen in as i always say you're here for a reason so i might be reading for somebody else but there'll be a message in there that'll be for you too you know if, if that's 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 how the universe works so I'm just going to put you back in to listen, and let's go to another caller. Uh, I am going to area code 860. Hi, caller. What is your name, and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Amla from Connecticut. Hi. 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 I hope Hi, you're enjoying you? our program. I am. We're wonderful. Yeah. Well, hey, it's no accident that we're here together. You know, we yeah. are all together for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are no accidents. No. Nope. So what can we do for you to you for you today? It's funny that you said that, you know, other callers might be getting the message. It's kind of the same trajectory from the first caller. Um but this is actually kind of sort of through work. He's volunteering with me, this guy that I'm interested in. It's it's kind of like, you know, nothing in life goes linear. It's all like divine timing is it. So I kind of sort of met him six months ago. It's just the timing was off on both ends. I didn't do anything. And then just kind of like serendipitous things are happening. So I'm just wondering what you feel with this person and that growing into something and what more like what he's thinking because he's a little bit hard to read at times. I think he overthinks things as well. So anything you got. Okay. 
Well, um, I'll go first on this one, and then we'll, then Jennifer will go. Um, sure. Like the, like, like the previous um, caller, you know, the re, with relate, you're ready for this relationship. Your things are opening up for you. It's always more about us than the other person. You know, it's yes. And what? Okay. What? You know, what I'm saying is that you are, this is a moment in your life where it's about reevaluation. You're reevaluating yourself, your, your present situation, and you're opening up to, to changes that have to happen. Because, you right. know, of course, if you bring in um, a person, there's something, something you've got to let go, okay? So I'm getting this yeah. whole thing about to to i mean you know this might be the person but what i'm getting is that there is something like that you need to let go of um okay. in order to bring this energy in of this um of this new person and it might center around um there's someone there's i'm getting forgiveness you know i'm i'm getting a yes. hit on that 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 there's forgiveness forgive yourself and those around you for any mistakes, because there are no mistakes. Yeah. You just got to let that go. That's all like, you yeah. know, learning experiences. And uh, let let that all go, you know. Know that, you know, that's a normal part of, you know, our spiritual uh, development. And right. um, once you do that, things are going to start to move, uh, move along uh, quite rapidly. Okay. Uh, Jennifer, what are you getting? Oh, Uh, yes, I got um, I got the Eight of Swords, which is funny. I just that's another eight popping up here since since we've been doing these readings. Um, (laughs) And the Eight of Swords is um, it's traditionally a card where it's as far as what's depicted is it's a woman who's kind of bound with rope and she's blindfolded. And she's surrounded by what looks like a little bit of a prison of swords. But when you look closer at the card, there's this opening in the swords. The bindings are very loose. It's, there's nothing saying she couldn't just literally shake off the bindings, walk right out of there. So it's kind of this, this like duality of at the, your first sense is that there's something that's restrictive or keeping you stuck. But what, in reality, it's just a matter of making that choice and walking on out. You had mentioned you were curious kind of maybe where he's coming from or what he's thinking. So I think when I was pulling the car, I was trying to think more from his perspective. And so it honestly kind of made me feel like he's the one that feels bound. And I almost wanted to say it feels like there's a recent X in the situation for him, um, Got it. And I'm sorry, I, should, I, should, I don't know if you said it was a he. I didn't mean to assume it was a male if you didn't say that, by the way. I didn't mean to. Uh, anyway, so I, I didn't, the other person. It's I a male. It's a male. Assume. Yeah, that, I'm Okay, great. I, just, I just didn't mean to assume that it was okay. But I, yeah. I feel like maybe there was like a recent ex, and even though that's done, and in the past that he feels like he doesn't have the freedom to move on somehow, even though the reality is he very much does. Um, right, and it was interesting. It was interesting. The blindfold, it was it, that almost almost brought me back to you said he's really hard to read. Uh, you know, like it's hard to read like where he's coming from. I feel like that blindfold really can indicate like hidden information or a little bit of a lack of clarity. So I feel like in some ways this is him, but also some of, for you too that you're, it's hard for you to see what 
he's thinking. Um, the nice thing about this, this all sounds like it's not maybe positive, but I feel like it is. I feel like it's more overcoming these obstacles. Uh, I don't, I feel like there is, a, there is an interest there, but he's not allowing himself to step forward from what leaving behind where he was. But this, the card actually did appear reversed when I pulled it. So that can actually be some of the shifting where there's that freedom coming in and that empowerment okay. coming in. So I feel like we're on this cusp of he feels like he's still a little bit pulled into the past, a little bit blocked from moving on. But the reality is I think he's starting to get slowly but surely I could just walk on out of that past crap any moment I want to and move on to some better things. You know, so I feel like there's there's this shift coming where he can he's going to just shake off the bindings of that ex and right. be like, Okay, now I'm now I'm free to choose and move and and try something new that I that's better for me. Well, yeah, and it, it does all of this makes complete sense from both of you because it really I mean, I kind of sort of met him six months ago, like I said, in March. So it makes sense. It's the timing of it. It was the timing of it. And I, I felt it too. And this, it, on my end, there was a lot of stuff going on my plate as well six months ago. And so, and I just want to confirm with you and validate, I'm actually legally blind. So it's funny that you had the woman with the blindfold in the card. So, um, yeah, I don't see well. And, right. uh, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting that that's you interesting. saw that. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe for him and me, but yeah, that's, yeah. That's me. I, yeah. So that was that is really interesting. I I not to shift to me, but I my husband is legally blind, and occasionally when I do readings from him, there's a few cards that have a blindfold in it, and he inevitably gets one of those cards pretty regularly. <laughs> I'm not. La- I just it's kind of it's really fascinating to that me too so that cool. that kind of comes up as a symbol, you know. That's interesting that your husband is legal. That's beautiful. Like that's exactly. I mean, like I just want somebody accept me for where I'm at and I think it just takes a person like you you know like just it, it you know open eyes and open heart and it's not you know it's not the outside anyway but it's it's oh, been a journey and a half definitely. yeah yeah I'm sure you understand yeah. that yeah oh definitely. Wow. definitely and I understand I mean I understand more from an empathy standpoint because I, I don't I'm not experiencing it directly but I I understand a little bit of that kind of what that life's like for him and even just being yeah. in the world, being a little bit misunderstood because he's not fully blind, so he can get around a little bit, but it's still very hard and he bumps into people or people don't understand. They think he's maybe rude or maybe not, you know, being, or maybe, I don't, like people misunderstand him a lot. And I think it's, it helps him to have at least a significant other that I'm like, I get you, I got you, we're good. You know, so I, 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 I totally it, understand it would, that. Yeah, I'm totally with your husband. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I just said it at the grocery store the other day. I mean, I have tunnel vision and I got cut right. somebody off as another woman and she was just like beside herself. So, um, but you know, it's again, yeah. it's, it's a learning curve. It's nothing to do with me, the person it's them, you know, that's what the, that's exactly. what they're doing. Yeah. So yes. um, you live exactly. and you learn, but I, it, it's just so much love to give because of the fact there are no filters and there are, there's nothing really for us to in air quotes see. So we see everybody from the soul view, you know? Oh so, yeah. And that's, so, that's a beautiful. Yeah. But yeah so. And that's a beautiful thing to have. Yes. It's beautiful. Well, I, I'm just so grateful. Like I just, and I get a little nervous cause it's been so long since I've been interested in anyone. It's been four years. So 
this is this was right. some but something and he really did I felt him on a soul level and I just I'm not hanging on for dear life. No, no, I want it to go naturally. I've learned a lot about myself in the process. It's just it's just I get a little nervous. I feel like I'm twelve. Oh, am I doing it right? You know, should I ask him out oh, for coffee? Definitely. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I totally get that. Well, yeah. I, I'm really, I'm excited for you though. I feel like that. I keep coming back to on the card, and the Eight of yes. Swords. It's an opening. There's this opening between the swords. Like there's this opening in this wall, and it's just okay. a matter of now. There's there, you both are going to have to kind of step through. Awesome. You know, it's so interesting. I'm, the card that I didn't mention. The card I got. I pulled the uh, Five of Cups, and it's interesting. It's what it is. There's a person. And there's three cups that are knocked over, but there's two that are standing upright, full of okay. um, full of treasures. But the person, the card, their back is turned. They can't see these two cups. So, you know, this whole thing, those two cups are there for both of you. And, you know, this is a moment where you're going to turn around, just sense that those cups are there. They're upright. And... They're, you know, they're filled with blessings and love. So right behind you, you know, right there within reach, they're there. Oh, my God. You don't have... Wow. Yeah. That's I love that there's the two cups, the two cups that are full and the five of cups, too. It's the two that are still standing. That's I love that. I love that what you said, it's one for each of you. I love that. Yeah. And that earlier, yes. earlier, do you remember... When uh, Jennifer was describing a card to me, and she didn't tell me which one it was, and it was the Two of Cups, and it was yes. about the the union of you know yes. two individuals that are different and maybe cautious because they they want to bond, but they want to also stay true to who they are, you know, because true union yes. is you don't. You don't melt into each other. You melt into each other, but you do keep what is your your gifts and who you are. So there we go. I mean, <laughs> we've been you've been getting we've been getting a reading for you <laughs> and our other our other caller right from the beginning. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's like that's that gave me chills. I love that. <laughs> that's amazing. There, I I just can't. I just can't wait for you know this and, and you know it's it does feel different you know i always hear it i don't know if mary you're you're married as as well but like it's just it's like when you know like it's just different it's just it, and everybody tells me that like you just feel different i'm like what are you talking about and now i kind of in a way i kind of do like he's just it just fits it feels right it just feels right there's nothing there's nothing to look at in air quotes no pun intended, you know, it's just, there's really not, it's just a soul and it's an energy that you just can't describe. It just fits like a puzzle. Lisa, that's, well, that's we can't wait to hear more. So please call in to one of our shows. We want to hear more. We want to, I'm, I'm, I want to hear more about your journey and your adventure. And I just, you know, just see a lot of, of good course. stuff coming your way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll call Thank in you. next month. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Love you very much, and thank you for calling Bye. in. Thank you. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Well, I just looked at the clock. We're running out of, um, we are going to have to wrap things up, Jennifer. We are. That was fun. Uh, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it's that time again. So, uh, let's see. Um, so anyhow, um, we're running out of time, but I just want to let everyone know that um, I will be back in two weeks on September 25th, and I have a wonderful special guest, Avril Brenton, and um, I just want to remind everyone, uh, this is your, as they call me, the magical mama, uh, Sharona Rapsick, and I want to thank, oh, Jennifer, I want to thank you, uh, Jennifer Stiley for coming on today, and I want to thank each one of my, my listeners, my friends, for joining me today, and also want to let you know that this world would not be the same without each one of you, and you are perfect just the way you are, and you're absolutely essential to this world, and just keep shining your light, you know, we, we keep, we're so special, and we're so unique, and we're right where we need to be. And um, don't forget that, um, that throughout the day, no matter what happens, when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed or whatever happens, just keep saying thank you. You know, keep talking to that energy because it responds. It responds uh, to everything uh, that there, there is and that there are answers there. And just to remember to focus on what's positive in your life, and you will attract even more positive situations because we all live in a magical universe. So once again, keep your vibrations high and step into your power and awaken your true magic. So until we meet again, which will be uh, September 25th, and I'll be back with another episode of Magic Universe I want you all to know that I am wishing you countless blessings and high vibrations. I love each one of you. I love you, Jennifer. I love you all of our callers that called in. (laughs) And here comes that magical music. (laughs) Bye now. Love you all. Bye.